Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge, the podcast where every child matters because our children are our future. We are here with Jose Zapata from Boys Town, and Jose is going to be sharing with us the importance of his common sense parenting classes and how it can help at-risk youth and parents implement certain strategies within their homes. So welcome, Jose. Thank you, Jaquel. Yes, uh, again, uh, my name is Jose Zapata, parent trainer for Boys Town uh, out of the South Omaha office, and I'm glad to be here, and thank you for this opportunity to share our message and promote our classes. Absolutely. You know, Jose, I'm a huge fan of Boys Town and what you're doing um, to serve our community and also our youth, so thank you for being here. Uh, We'll just get into it right away. So if you would be so kind, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from and how you grew up, that would be fabulous. Sure. So actually, I was born in Mexico, and uh, my family traveled here when I was about uh, two years old, and I grew up in Texas, so I'm a Texas boy at heart, and I have a 12-year-old daughter who lives in Texas uh, with her mother, so unfortunately, she's not here with me, but I have been in the Omaha area for five years now, and it's just a great community, and I'm just happy to be here and Uh, Since I came from the desert, uh, seeing all this green was amazing for me. So very beautiful here compared to where I came from. Absolutely. And then those of us that are here that have weathered some of our winters, we're trying to get to the desert, right? So (laughs) that's that's wonderful. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your career path and what led you to Boys Town? Sure. So I, growing up, I don't know if... I'm sure I was asked, but I don't actually remember being asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that's just kind of a common question that we ask kids. And I don't remember being asked. Maybe they did, but I never had the answer, to be honest with you. I never knew what I wanted to be. I know kids, like, they'll say, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor and all those things. And I I just never did. I just had no idea. So I thought once I graduated high school, I I still didn't really know. And so I ended up taking a two years of college at a community college and earned my associate's degree. And I thought, okay, after that, I should know. Nope. I graduated, had no idea. And I uh, just went into the workforce and decided like, okay, let me just try things out and figure it, figure it out as long as, uh, along the way. And it kind of led me to, I mean, I did several different jobs in different industries and it led me to uh, substitute teaching. And I always had a heart for helping people. So it was kind of a nice connection to uh, be around kids. And then that's when I noticed, like, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I made that connection. Like, uh, I love helping people, but my heart is really there for kids. Like, I really want to help kids. So uh, through substitute teaching, I started school again and graduated to become a teacher. And I was a teacher for four and a half years total. And I uh, ended up getting burnt out after the first couple of years because teaching is tough. You know, as a federal, uh, fellow educator, you know, it, yeah. it's it's tough. So I had to take a year off and I, I decided, OK, no, uh, I want to go back. I want to work with kids again. The first time I, I taught, I was teaching second and third grade bilingual courses, classes. And then when I went back, I was like, well, let me try something different. Let me teach Spanish in high school, which is great. I t- t- taught that for a couple of years. 
but again, I got burnt out and I was just like, okay, I need to do something different. So, um, I knew I wanted to work with kids, but where I lived at the time, there wasn't a lot of opportunity, uh, for working with kids. If it, if you weren't volunteering or teaching, well, I already tried the teaching thing and volunteering, it doesn't pay very well. And I like to eat. So, um, that's what led me here to Boys Town. Uh, I knew people here and they kind of talked it up and talked about, uh, what Boys Town is. And I, I, I had no idea, you know, living in Texas, I didn't even know that there was a Boys Town site in San Antonio at the time before I moved over here. So I might've moved there instead of all the way over here, but things happen the way they happen. And I'm here now. And I started, I came to work for Boys Town. So I've, I've worked for the five years I've been in Omaha for Boys Town this whole time. And I started off as an assistant family teacher and that position, I work with the kids that are living on campus. So these, these kids are working uh, towards being unified with their families again. So I, I would work with them and help them be successful in school and, you know, their social skills and hopefully get them back home. And then after that, I transitioned into the in-home family program that Boys Town offers, where we have uh, con- trained consultants go to people's homes and try to help these kids who have already gotten into some kind of trouble, possibly most likely on probation. And we're trying to keep them in the home because they're on the brink of being separated from their families and taken to a boys town or something similar to that. And a lot of people think of boys town. Oh, they take your kids away. Well, that's not true. We really want kids to be with their families. We totally understand that kids need to be together. Families need to be together and that's the best place for them. So we actually work towards helping them stay together, stay unified. And then I moved to another in-home position where I started working with non-system families, which was a little bit further back in the prevention process. So these families were coming to us, asking us for help. Hey, my, my child is doing this. What can I do? I don't want him to get in trouble. So this was parents being uh, upfront and saying, hey, I need help. And we would help them with whatever behaviors might be happening in the home. And Uh, Doing that has led me to this position, which I started last March, right as the pandemic hit. I started teaching uh, common sense parenting classes now as a parent trainer. And that's been uh, a whirlwind and and, an adjustment for everyone since uh, this whole thing began. And that's what uh, brought me here today. You know, what I so very much appreciate about Boys Town and about what you're doing, Jose, is that it's very proactive because oftentimes I think that uh, parents or, or even the community at large sees it as, you know, we're reacting to something. And so I love all of the skills and the strategies that you set up through this program that really do allow the children to stay in the home, as you said, because that is the best place for them. They need to be with their families. They need to thrive within their communities. And so thank you so very much for touching on that. Uh, Rahina uh, Costello was on our podcast, and so was Melissa Steffies. I'm a big fan of uh, all of our Boys Town friends, and and so very obviously grateful to have you here. But she mentioned when she was on the show that Boys Town has partnered with other agencies within the Omaha community, including the Croc Center. And I'm a huge fan of the Croc Center. They do so many great things for teachers within the Omaha Metro in terms of training and things like that. Are you teaching common sense parenting at the Croc Center? Actually, at the moment, we are not. Uh, obviously, due to the pandemic, that's mm-hmm. changed our world. And uh, just due to social distancing and keeping everyone safe, 
we are not currently teaching classes in person at all. Uh, hopefully soon we can get to the, that point again because um, Common Sense Parenting, uh, that's how it started. We are in a classroom setting, learning together and uh, teaching the classes. So at the moment we're not, but they've been very great. Uh, the Croc Center has is uh, letting, us in, letting us in and partnering with us, and they've been great about finding possible uh, participants for our classes. So they, uh, they'll send us referrals to help us uh, fill our classes, but at the moment, we are not um, teaching anything there, but again, hopefully soon. And so we have partnered with other agencies uh, community um, in the community that also work with families. And uh, same thing, same process that we uh, ask them for referrals and they help us fill our classes. But what I've also done is I've invited professionals in those same um, uh, agencies, uh, nonprofit organizations that are helping families, uh, I invite them to take the class with me. Uh, that way they can get a, a better sense of like what's in the class. What do they get out of it? And honestly, after taking the class, it makes them a better advocate for the class because now they know exactly what the their parents uh, are going to learn in the class and what uh, the experience is like. So they are able to sell it, if you may, uh, a little bit better because now they've they've witnessed it firsthand. And you did mention uh, Melissa Steffes, who is our development director. She uh, came to me one day and she's like, "Well, kind of give me some ideas, maybe something to kind of promote your classes. You know, what, what what should I say?" And I'm like, "Well, why don't you come to the class, take the class, and then you'll have any, everything you'll need to to talk about the class." And again, it made her a, a better advocate having taken the class, and uh, it's been. Uh, very helpful to, you know, kind of promote the classes because uh, they have that firsthand knowledge. Absolutely. And I can imagine just being a parent. I'm not a parent, but I can, I'm, I'm envisioning some of my students' parents and there are a lot of issues. You know, I oftentimes say that the same behaviors that we see in the classroom are oftentimes exhibited at home. It's not like they save it for <laughs> for us. Sometimes it feels like they do, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I just cannot imagine how, how helpful this would have been even to my parents when I was growing up because there wasn't anything like this. And I feel like as adolescents, you kind of hit a certain age and the kiddos don't feel comfortable talking with their parents about everything. And so to have someone like you that bridges that gap is so very impactful. So what you're doing um, definitely should be applauded. Um, so let's speak a little bit about common sense parenting classes and how this can support the, the community at large. Well, like I said, I, I began this position uh, last March and we just kind of had to like adjust and uh, just figure it out because you know, our bread and butter, our class is a, set, is a classroom setting in person. And now all of a sudden, that's not an option at all. So we here in Omaha, and I had the, the privilege of teaching with a colleague, uh, the, the first virtual common sense parenting class in Boys Town's history. So we were the guinea pigs, and believe me, it was not pretty the first time, but we've gotten better. And the reason we did that is because um, we, we witnessed that there was a need, such a strong need, especially with the current situ the situation at the time with the pandemic, that families just really needed services. They really needed help. So... They were crying out for this help, and 
we just had to like, okay, what do we do? How do we do this? And thankfully we were able to offer these classes virtually. So what parents are going to come to the class and learn are just, um, we're just going to add build upon what do they are, what they already have. You know, everyone has their own experiences, their own, um, skills that they already possess. So I'm not trying to take any of that away from them. Class, our parenting classes are not to take anything that you already have. We bring that to the table and let's, let's see what we got. Let's see what we're working with and let's adjust it. Maybe so let's do a little tweaking here and there to make, uh, make better communication, uh, with your kids. Uh, maybe working on patience. Cause that's something that actually, uh, half of the participants in one of my classes last week mentioned, like I, what I really want to learn in class is having patience with my kids. And that's great that the, uh, parents are, aware of that and noticing that, okay, maybe I need to do a little bit of change so I can affect change with my kids. And that's what it's all about is just affecting a positive change in your home with your kids and learning better communication, learning how to deal with your own frustrations so you don't um, maybe escalate the situation with your kids, but also learning to, to recognize behaviors and learning how to deal with those behaviors when our kids are displaying them. I think that it's excellent that Boys Town was able to be a trailblazer, you know, in so many facets and that you were offering the virtual parenting classes and things like that because the added stress of the pandemic and of COVID-19 certainly did, we know this, we've seen it in the educational field, certainly did add an element of stress in and of itself and to already maybe additional issues and maybe, you know, there was loss of job and, and loss of economic security and things like that. So, um, the fact that you were able to be a trailblazer and, and offer those virtual classes for parents, uh, at a very difficult time in our nation's history is, is phenomenal. Um, with the pandemic, uh, many parents are struggling with kids' behaviors. You know, how, how can these classes help them? Well, like I mentioned before, it it will help just build upon what parents already, what skills parents already have. So we're just going to build on that and work on the communication piece and really be able to understand like, okay, what's really going on with my kid? Like, you know, he might, he or she might uh, have a, an emotional outburst, but okay, let's not focus on the outburst so much, but okay, what caused that? You know, what's, what's behind that? And uh, that's that's actually session five where we deal with those, those emotional outbursts. And when parents come to the class, they're like, this is what I want to learn. Well, how do I handle these behaviors when they're out of control? And I'm like, that, we will get there. But uh, the classes kind of build on each other, and we start with um, more of a let's, let's understand what is a, what's a behavior first because a lot of times uh, that's where there's a breakdown in communication because – we as parents sometimes assume that our kids know what we're talking about, but we don't take the time to really ask ourselves like, well, did I actually teach them how to do this? Or do they really actually know what I'm talking about when I say this phrase or when I say this word? And that's where you see a lot of conflict because the kid, their child is thinking one thing, but the adult is thinking another. And as the adult, we're like, well, why didn't you do what I asked you to do? Well, there's a, there's a lack of communication. There's, a, uh, there's cross messages there. And so that's what we work on. So that's where we start. Now, eventually, we do get to that bread and butter and that, that session five where parents really want to know, okay, what do I do when they're out of control? And, but again, we just build upon 
uh, each class builds upon itself or one another, and we get there eventually. And it's just great to see uh, the change that parents make along the way. And what I would say is it really helps for parents to notice a change in behavior. So to really kind of pay attention, like when, um, yes, those emotional outbursts, you're going to see that. You're going to notice that right away. But sometimes, uh, and you know this as an educator, there's a, there's a child in class that's very quiet. And they're the, the quiet child, quiet kid, and we just sometimes assume, oh, they're fine. Or sometimes we're just um, so busy with the one running around the class and that we're trying to get them to sit down or pay attention or get their work done that we kind of forget about that one in the corner. It's like, well, that one, oh, wait, what about that one? So for parents, it's important to kind of pay attention to that and notice, like, okay, yeah, they're teenagers. They don't really want to hang out with us that much anymore, which is just part of growing up. But is this different? Is this more than usual? Like, are they just totally isolating themselves from us and really pay attention to that? Is there a difference? Like, if they were kind of quiet and reserved before, okay, but is this more than before? And just really uh, being aware of, of those changes in behavior. Absolutely, which as, I mean, a huge part of my mission is to prevent uh, depression and then suicide because I've lost several students. And so um, acknowledging those uh, warning signs early on is so very important that the students don't fall through the cracks because um, sometimes, you know, it is the, the loudest individual in the room, so to speak, that gets the most attention. But what's frightening is the child that falls through the cracks um, and might need the most help. So, um how do parents who are interested in CSP classes go about signing up? So there are classes available year-round, and parents are able to go to our website, which is boystown.org backslash south-omaha, and they are able to find classes there online, and they can decide what schedule works best for them. So what we noticed when we started uh, offering these classes, so our in-person classes were always in the afternoon, you know, when people were getting off of work. But when we went virtual, we heard this need and many parents asking like, well, okay, that schedule doesn't really work for me. Do you offer anything in the morning? So then we were able to offer uh, classes in the morning. So virtually we can offer them in the morning and in the afternoon. So just really decide what day of the week is best for you, uh, what time of day. And the classes are uh, six weeks long, so six classes, and each class is about an hour and 15 minutes long, give or take. And uh, so it's one class per week. And again, you can go to boystown.org backslash south-omaha to find classes. And if you can't find a class online, you can't you know, or you're not tech savvy, or you just don't want to mess with that. And I totally understand. Uh, You can call us at 402-734-0155. And that's our South Omaha office. And you can speak to someone directly. That's how I like to talk to somebody. (laughs) I like these buttons and talk to the robot. I just, I I lose patience with that. So if you're one of those like me, call us at 402-734-0155. And we can get you signed up for uh, a common sense parenting class. That's wonderful. I know that uh, many of our viewers are, are going to take advantage of that because it's such a important um, aspect of raising children. And I think that what you guys are doing is is really, really important. Um, 
what would you say is the most impactful thing that has come out of working for Boys Town? Uh, what is an event that, you know, comes to your mind that you, you really feel like you made a difference? That's a great question. And because I've been with Boys Town for five years now, and I've had several different positions within the, the company throughout this time. I've just seen an impact in every position that I've worked in and just met so many families and worked with so many different families. But the one that sticks out at the moment is uh, most recently, uh, one of my common sense parenting classes, a participant in the class was uh, talking about just her, her relationship with her daughter, her teenage daughter, and the the lack of communication, the lack of positive interactions it just seemed like they, they were always at each other's throats always arguing always fighting and it was a, a you know a cause of stress for the family obviously as a whole but especially for the mom because she just didn't know what to do she was totally lost as to how to approach this and we had been in class this was like uh, we had this conversation I believe after like the fifth session so this is the fifth week of class and she's still feeling the stress, not really knowing, you know, how to approach her daughter or how to make an impact, uh, a meaningful change. So I, I always offer for all my participants after class, like I'm here for you. You know, if you have any questions, you know, you have a certain situation you want to talk about and discuss, you know, I'm here. So sometimes people stay and sometimes they don't. Well, this particular night she stayed and she kind of just gave me the rundown of what's going on. And so we kind of went back, back to the basics. Again, we, we focus on, uh, we start on session one, um, just uh, what, what's a behavior? And then we build upon that and noticing and acknowledging and praising good behavior after that. So those, those things, again, we start on the baby steps and then we progress to dealing with these uh, outbursts, emotional outbursts. So with this particular person, uh, we went back to step one, like, or step two, I guess how many positive interactions are you actually having with her on a daily basis? And there were few and far between when having this discussion with her. So we made that her focus. Like, okay, we're not going to worry about her misbehavior. We're not going to worry about those emotional outbursts because there's, there's a disconnect between you and your daughter and there's not a good relationship, obviously. So let's start working on the positive. So what, what positive things can you praise? So let's try to do that two, three times a day. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we have to think of as, as parents, like how much are we acknowledging the good things that our kids are doing? Because it's very easy for us to focus on the negative things that they do. And we're right there on them when you see those negative behaviors. So we want to, I told her, look, you focus on positive. Okay? Anything positive that you see her do, she's got matching socks. Cool. Praise that, you know. And so she started to do that and um, implemented what uh, I had told her. And by the end of the class, uh, she told me, uh, by the end of the completion of the program, she, she told me, uh, I, got a, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and we stayed after class again. And she told me that for the first time in months, her daughter came up to her and gave her a hug, which hadn't happened in a very, very long time. And it was just spur of the moment, just out of nowhere, really, just gave her mom a hug. And it's just stories like that. It just it keeps me going and just really um, teaches, t tells me that what we're doing is making an impact in the community. 100% and making an impact in families' lives. I mean, that's that might seem like a small act, but that's not. You're keeping families together and preserving that unit. Um, 
so how can people support you and the work that Boys Town is continuing to do to help families in our community? Well, we have been talking about the Croc Center, so if you're able to donate your time and volunteer at the Croc Center when it's, it's um, safe to do so, that's, that's a great help because they're doing so many great things in the community for sure, and I believe you've mentioned in the past that you've been to that facility, and it's an amazing facility, and there's just so many things to do there, and they offer lots of different services there. So donating your time is possible, uh, a great way, but uh, donating money, you know, so we can continue doing what we do and serving the mission that Father Flanagan started so many years ago is a great way to do that. Absolutely. How can people connect with you and support the Boys Town Mission? Well, I did mention donating. So if you go to that website that I provided earlier, boystown.org backslash south dash Omaha, you can uh, click on the the button that says news and events, and it'll take you to uh, a page with a couple articles, uh, and those links will lead you to a different page. So those articles are actually pretty good, and a little little selfless promo. Uh, one of those is about me, so it's a it's a good article. So if you you don't have to click on that one, but if you want to check it out, it's it's a pretty good article. So again, click on any of either one of those two links, and it'll take you to another screen, and you'll see this big green donate button. So if people want to donate, they can donate there, uh, donate money to Boys Town, and can help us continue the mission. But also, we do have a Facebook page, and um, Boys Town itself, uh, Boys Town Nebraska has a page, but the one that I'm kind of in charge with, and I would hope you would go to and uh, like the page, is the, the Boys Town South Omaha page, where we offer uh, tips, advice, and we promote events around the neighborhood, the, the community, uh, for parents to go and check out. So please like our page. And when you're in the area in South Omaha, you know, our our Office is at 4612 South 25th Street, right across the street from that Wells Fargo and across the street from the fire department. So we're in that little shopping center. And right now it's unfortunately not open because of the pandemic. So we don't, we can't welcome people like we would really like to. Uh, but in, in the future, when you're around and just come say hi and see, see what we have to offer. There's many services for our families in the community. And uh, again, you can just give us a call now at 402-734-0155 to get connected with us. Well, thank you so very much, Jose, for being with us here today. You are keeping families together. You're keeping kids in the home, and you are really helping communities to thrive, and we can't thank you enough. Um, once again, this is Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge, the podcast where every child matters because that's what we believe and you should too. Remember that our mission and our goal is to stomp out depression, bullying, and suicide. If you would like more information on these topics or you would like me to come and speak to your community organization or to your school, please do reach out at jaquelspeaks at gmail.com for more information and we will see you soon. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquellane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.